You are listening to a PCC Coach Party, episode number one. I want to point out here, there seems to have been a little bit of a shift of a slowdown already within you as you were talking Mm -hmm. about that calmness, about what's happening, letting each moment speak for itself. Yeah, I saw because it kind of popped into my head, and I, and I, so I kind of slowed down. So I'm like, oh, okay, this makes sense. But you know, give, giving each moment, it's you know, it's time to shine, and 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 you know, maybe that's something I've been missing. Um, just you know, just like you know, let the moment speak for itself, and use that as the guide for you know for the for the conversation. Welcome to a PCC Coach Party. I'm your host, Dr. Lisette Warner. As you take your seat and huddle in for today's super awesome party, I want to thank you for subscribing to the podcast. Seriously, I cannot do this show without your support. A lot of work goes into sourcing the party pack for you, getting the coaches and the clients permissions, and arranging the party for you. So I want to thank you for supporting the show. Thanks so much. So as we get this PCC coach party started, and man, what a show we have prepared for you today. I've, I've got a very special guest and a very special coaching client here for you today. You know, by the way, besides having a super special guest star coach here for you, you're also going to be receiving a coach party pack. You know, getting gift bags, that was always my favorite part of the party. Who's with me, right? I can't be the only one who loves gift bags. And I have prepared a doozy of a gift pack for you today. In today's party pack, you're going to be receiving three, three super secret coaching resources. You're getting a mental agility worksheet, and I recorded these mental agility exercises for you as well. So grab that. That's over on on Patreon for you. You can grab the worksheet, use it for yourself or with a client, use the exercises, the recordings for yourself. Um, have free use of that. So, and I love these exercises and there are a slew of them because they're a beautiful way to shift your thinking and start exercising those neurons in a different way. It's, it's kind of like gymnastics for your brain. I love these exercises. So feel free, like I said, use it for yourself or with, a, with your clients. But that is super secret tip number three because it's good. But super secret tips number one and two are going to change the way you coach and the way you listen to coaching. It's actually going to impact you in all parts of your life. So normally it would take you trial and error, lots of trial, lots of error, or expensive coaching seminars to get these tips. I'm giving them away at the end of today's show. So stay tuned or fast forward. (laughs) Um, These will set you these two tips that I'm going to give you. They're going to set you apart from the pack. And that's coming up later. In today's coach party, we're going to kick off as we will do in each show with the coach guest of the day. I've got a coach you're already familiar with. So let's give a warm welcome to our coach today, Lizette Warner. Thank you. Not only am I your host today, but I am also the guest coach. 
Dr. Lizette Warner, PCC. PCC stands for the ICF Credential of Professional Certified Coach. And I'll be honest with you, getting my professional coach credential was harder than getting my PhD. And I, I went to the Mayo Clinic. So in all honesty, the training program itself was demanding, uh, both in the PhD and also for the um, professional coaching program. There was There's coursework, there's skills, drills, coaching clients to coach, practicums, mentor coaching, exams, homework along the way. I mean, the bottom line is it is not easy if you want to be a credentialed coach. It is, however, immensely rewarding to partner with my clients in a thought-provoking way to do something really that neither of us could do alone. And I love, I just love that part of coaching. The other thing that I, I love about coaching is the results that I get from my clients. You know, I, I just finished a calculation based on um, coaching with one of my clients. One of the things clients want to know is, like, is it worth it? So coaching is an investment, but it, it's an investment in yourself. So it's always, I always describe it as it, it's a, it's a, it's a win-win. Like if, whenever you invest in yourself, it's always a winning proposition. So it's in an investment in yourself. And what I found with my clients, you know, after we, we lifted up, I'm just, I'll take one client, for example, we lifted up his leadership and showed, well, before I get there. So a good return on investment is generally considered to be like, I don't know, 7% per, per year. Um, that's the, the barometer that investors often use based off of like historical averages and returns on the S&P 500. So when I calculated his return on investment for the coaching engagement, we, we gained 10, 10 to 20 hours per week. His words, not mine. <laughs> he gained, he opened up 10 to 20 hours per week from taking his leadership to the next level. <clears throat> so he was able to start new strategic initiatives, elevate his team's collaboration and effectiveness. So that return on investment translated to, you know, three to $5,000 per month. So the return on the investment for him was well over 400%. So that's why I say when you invest in yourself, it's a win-win. Um, I, I honestly wish I had started coaching earlier um, and, and gotten my credential earlier. And if you're here, it's likely because you also see the value of coaching as well. So one of the things that I will do on the coach party is ask the guests to introduce themselves to the audience share a little bit about themselves and, and their coaching origin story. And so I'll, I'll share mine with you. I initially started coaching probably 12 or more years ago, and it was with an internal coach. And it was, it was immediately after I had gotten my PhD. And I, I had an unconventional story, maybe most people do for getting their PhD when, when they do. But I, I had an unconventional story in that I, I already had a, a job, a good paying job before I, you know, threw it all away, sort of, and went for my PhD and I was married, had a couple of kids. So, and then when I went back into 
work after I had gotten my PhD uh, out of the clinic, I, I went to work and I, I got a coach and it was an internal coach. It was someone who had, who had taken a week long coaching training. And so that was my first introduction into coaching and I loved it. Uh, I really loved it. And then as I progressed and got promoted, I had direct reports reporting reporting to me and I started to coach and I went and got some coaching training and that was that piece of of coaching and that coach that limited coaching training that I had already told me that I had a I had a love of coaching I saw the benefit for myself and I saw the benefit for coaching as a management and a leadership style so fast forward several years later, I always knew I wanted to get my coaching certification. Like I wanted to understand what and get, get that education for, for coaching beyond just, you know, a week or two of training. And that's what I ended up doing. And it was an amazing experience. And I learned so much more about coaching. It, It took my coaching to a completely different level. The other thing that I'll, so that, that's kind of my coaching origin story. The other thing that I'll ask our, our guests is, you know, what's your coaching niche? And for me, there are a couple of different areas. I'm, I'm in the healthcare sector. So I coach busy healthcare professionals because I am one. I feel like I, I have some content expertise in that area and if you're a coach, you know, you don't necessarily need to have content expertise. Actually, sometimes it's helpful if you don't have content expertise in the area. But I, the cl- my clients find a, a synergy, a sort of a connection that we have that, that understanding um, behind us. So I coach busy healthcare professionals. It's not just, it's not limited to busy healthcare professionals. I coach also in the IT sector, entrepreneurs, there's a a ton of different areas. And the other thing that I've started to explore much more deeper has been coaching women, because women face, and I face them myself as well, right? Again, here's an area that that I bring some content knowledge. But um, coaching women in leadership, or in career advancement, because women do face distinct, different challenges than my, uh, male, co- my male colleagues or my male clients. And that's something that I've seen play out. So I've been putting together a course on power, poise, and confidence for, for my women leaders. So that's a little bit about my coaching niche. And if someone was here, let's say like my coaching buddies, they'd ask, and, and they have asked, like, Lizette, how, how do you do it all? And there was an interesting, and I love that question. I feel it sometimes, even from people at work who are like, how do you do all these things that you do? And I have to say that there are, you go through transitions in life, right? And those transitions, there's always that learning curve. And when you're, when you're in the transition or before the transition, there's always this, this time of you're taking on a lot of learning, right? There's not a lot of traction. There's a lot of learning that's happening. And then there's that uphill part of the curve where you're like, I've mastered the content and now I'm putting it into practice. And for me, that's, that's how I do it 
that's kind of how I do it all, right? Uh, it's working, one is working with my own behavior style. So I know my, my strengths, I know my limitations, and I intuitively, be, well, I say intuitively now, but it's through working with coaches that I've been able to discover what my blind spots are and then put into place those boundaries, um, barriers, uh, boosts, those things that help me elevate my impact by putting into place something that helps me out with my blind spots. So that's, that's one thing. And the other thing is, like I said, you know, working on that uphill curve, that once you've amassed this knowledge, and you've, you've have life experiences of many transitions, you can bring that into and that's what I've done, I've brought all of that. And so now it's like, things are starting to piece together. And that's the other way how I've started, you know, to do so many things. So in, in one of the things that just as a practical example, if this is too abstract for you, one of the practical examples of this is that I write, let's say 15 minutes a day towards a book. Um, I, I spend small amounts of time doing different projects. And over time, that little bit here, a little bit there, I'm continually making small advances and, and pro- progress that that then ends up in like, oh, I'm done with that now. So now I can launch it sort of thing. So that's, that's one of the way on, ways of how I get things done. And, and that is just one of the ways that I found to work with my particular um, strengths and blind spots. So hopefully that helps you. And at this point, I want to, I want to set up today's coaching recording for you, the listener. So one of the things that I will ask future guests is, is who's your client? You know, give us, give us a background on your, your client and the coaching recording we're about to listen to, to give you guys a little bit of context on where we're entering. So this client today that you're going to listen to, um, this client, I had been working with, we had coached together maybe three or four times. And this is probably our fourth or fifth coaching meeting. And my client is a C-suite executive. So he's, he's um, C-suite means CFO, um, CEO. So he's in, he's in that area and very busy. He's a very busy, busy guy. And his, his mind is constantly going. Some of the struggles that we had had in, in past coaching sessions had been getting him to slow down, getting him to, to that point where he could reflect. And so today's coaching recording, there's, there's an exploration of that getting him to reflect and to pause and getting him into that space so that he could then find that wisdom and the insight that he needed to address some of the real deep problems that he was he was faced with. So that's a little bit of my the background of the coaching recording. And I want to, I guess before I, I play the coaching recording for you, I want to let you know that you are about to hear a recorded coaching conversation. It's with a real client. So recording commercial usage or distribution of this show 
is not allowed without the express written consent of Optimum Vobis. Because the way that I'm able to bring you this coaching recording is the client has consented to have his coaching recording here. So I'm very grateful for that. And with that, I'm going to pause and let's listen to coaching with Tom and myself. And I'll catch up with you on the tail end of this. Well, Tom, what did you bring for our coaching topic today? Today, I wanted to talk about some just some bad things that happened and how to use the experiences from that moving forward to uh, to, st- to still be confident and to still stick to the ideals that that I've set for myself as a leader. Yeah, confident in ideals that you set as a leader. Share share with me what what does that sounds like you've had some setbacks. What does that confidence and moving ahead with a leader look like for you? For me, it was uh, what happened to us. It was, it was a risk we took and we knew we took it and it was calculated, but it was, we felt it was for the better or for the people, for the employees that we supervise and for the agency. So we had a negative consequence and we knew it could happen. And that, you know, that's, that's part of, that's part of it. But it and, and it's you know when you start out it's easy to say okay let's you know charge the windmills and let's let's get this done, but then when you have the negative consequence it's just as easy to throw oh geez I can't believe this happened, it's easy to fall into a negative state and to almost lose confidence in yourself and your colleagues and even what you were trying to do, and I think that right now in the present that's the hardest thing I've been having trouble with is just holding on to that, to that confidence, not just for me, because when you're working with a group of people, you want to have that confidence to share with them. Yeah. So I'm, I, I'm almost, it's feels like a balance beam or a balance uh, seesaw where you've got the confidence that you're so tightly wanting to hold on to. And then there's, feels like there's something over here, kind of a weight mm-hmm. that that's pulling, pulling in, And it almost feels like a, you know, heaviness. That's a bit of a struggle for you. Yeah, I think part of the heaviness, and I can recognize this, when people ask me questions that I don't have an answer to, and wouldn't necessarily have one, I feel, or a big part of me feels like I, I should try and get you an answer. But I know intellectually that sometimes the best answer you can give is, I don't know, and I don't know how to get that information. And that's the hardest thing for me to do, because I feel, I feel like I let people down if I don't give some type of, hey, I don't know, but listen, let me think of a way to find that out which isn't a bad answer either, but I don't want to give false hope, but I want to be honest that, okay, the fight continues and we'll figure this out. And I also want to reconcile that sometimes it's okay to say, listen, I don't know. Let me, you know, and just <laughs> maybe sigh a little bit and say, I agree with you. I don't know the answer to that. I wish I did. Yeah. And, that, and that's, a, that's a personal struggle with me. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that it, it is a struggle, but sign don't know what what do you know that you want to walk out of here today that will help you i would think a plan for myself even if it's um it doesn't have to be detailed 
but a plan for myself how to deal, maybe start out with, with, with the questions like that. And I, and, and I understand, I can acknowledge that, you know, part of it is acknowledging that I don't have all the answers and I know that, and I'm not saying I do, and I don't try to, well, I, actually, I try, I try my best to help. And I think that's what screws me up sometimes as far as answering a question. I don't know if that makes sense. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not saying it correctly. Yeah, so, but. so you'll walk out of here today with a plan. Part of that plan, some of the things that are already clear to you are answers. Maybe some non-answers, you said. Mm -hmm. What else will tell you that you've gotten this plan for yourself today? I think in the moment when it happens, I'll have that recognition that it's there. But I, I think, I, I think I, I might also, I might also, might also get feedback from people about it. Um, about when I say that, I think they're used to me acting in a certain way, um, for good or for bad. But I think they they might recognize and, and see that, and I think I would get feedback. And I think it, I think it, I don't think it'd be positive or negative. I think it would just be an acknowledgement that, okay, you know that that I've, I don't try and solve all the problems immediately with them but it's that oh geez yeah you know it does kind of suck you know almost more you know maybe just a straight empathy versus an empathy that's also part okay let's plan how to get out of this maybe it's sometimes it's better just to empathize you know take a pause and then maybe revisit at a different time to try and figure out what to do almost take the time to let it i don't know percolate you know, ruminate about it, um, both parties, which might be better. I don't know. Sensing like that's a new space for you, but what what of that is true? Yeah, yeah, you, and I, I think it's it's part of, I, I, I try to, okay, you, you tell me your problem and I'll say, I can empathize. Oh, geez, that sucked. Okay, let's, I'll, I'll, I'll empathize, but then I'll jump right to, let's find a solution. I don't have that pause, you know, take a breath and maybe, maybe you're not ready for a solution yet. You might just be venting. And I get that. We all vent. I vent all the time to, you know, to people that I vent to, but it's that, and part of it is just, all right, I have a, I have a helpful personality perhaps. So, but I think I should not stop being helpful, but maybe recognize situations more that require just, just, you know, and, uh, you know, a type of empathetic pat on the back or a, a nod. You know, versus trying to say, okay, let's solve this. Maybe now's not the time. And that recognition. Okay. So that seems like that's going to be part of our part of our plan today. Okay. Okay. What what will what will it mean for you when you walk out of here today with that plan for yourself? I, I think I'll one I'll. I'll I'll feel a little bit better. It'll be a, a little, the, the weight will lessen a little bit like we talked about. Cause I think I'll go in knowing, uh, knowing, knowing a little bit more how I'll handle the situation and feel more comfortable with it. Uh, Cause sometimes, you know, when our phones today, you know, when your phone rings, the person's face pops up. So I'll see someone, I'm like, oh geez, not again, but it'll, it'll be a close colleague. But I know that, all right, here, here's what's coming. It, it's going to be a problem or a question. I'm not going to know the answer to. 
And I, and I just, oh, I always take the call because I don't want to be outright dismissive, you know, if I'm around, if I can. But maybe now it's more going into and taking the call, but not with any dread, being more comfortable because I know that it's okay for me to say, I don't know the answer or just, wow, I understand what you're saying. So maybe putting empathy first as its own solution versus empathy, find a solution, just empathy, maybe. Mm. Yeah, this dread and this this weight for you. What what is that experience like for you? Uh, it it's it's intense in the moment, and it passes just as quickly. Um, whereas it'll just it'll just go from almost zero to say ten seems very very extreme. It'll go from zero to it's there when you see the person there, only because there's a history of like, oh, geez, here come more questions that I'm not going to know the answer to. So, and, and you know, I, a lot of these people I have relationships with for years, so it's nothing in a sense personal, but it's more in that, in that space, I don't feel confident in any answer I can give. So that's, and that's where I get that, that anxiety mm. that I won't be able to solve it or work toward a solution. And I think maybe, maybe if I, if I make, an agreement with myself to go in sometimes with just empathy. Actually, I guess one is don't go in with any, don't, don't expect the call to be something that you don't know it's going to be. You know, the, the phone rings, maybe, okay, I should have zero expectation unless I'm expecting something, one, right? That would help. Don't go in with a negative attitude or a preconceived idea about it. And then an agreement with myself to, to put empathy first. And I guess that would be depending on people because some people aren't like that at all. Some people are very different. Some people say, okay, let's figure out how to do this. You know, my kind of mentality, but other people is just, I don't know the answer. Let's let it sit. I could say, I don't know the answer. And that's our, we'll just have to agree. Yeah. It sounds like, it seems like you have a little bit of awareness already of some things, you know, this, this dread, having some expectation when that phone rings anticipating a little bit mm -hmm. if we look at that plan for yourself that you have by the time we're done here what else will we need to explore that's going to help us with your plan mm. I, I could, well, I don't know how, how much this would help, but I, I know just, you know, we know the people we associate with. So certain people, I have certain expectations. Maybe that's part of it too. Maybe lose all the expectations, maybe almost do a test, give myself like three or four days to do a test and go in with everybody with this zero expectation for the phone call, maybe, and then see what happens. Mm. You know, and I, I think we all do that to some degree, like, you know, or sometimes people call like, oh, I want to talk to this person now, you know, and I think that part of it too, just being people and life happening. But maybe if I go in more with with um, without a notion for it, or without you know without which with, without trying to guess what the message would be before I get the message, mm. you know, I tend to I tend to do that a lot. See, that that's one of my it, it to me it's a positive and a negative trait. Positive wise, in my head, I'm always trying to strategize. You know, okay, what's going to happen next? So I'm trying to be two steps ahead. But on the negative side, I can over strategize and I can, I can assign things to you that 
you know, or is something an action that I think you might do that you never even considered, you know, and it's, it, and it's finding balance with that, that, um, you know, as a personal trait with me is always, is always difficult. It's helped, it's helped a lot, you know, both personally and professionally, but sometimes it can be a negative when you overthink things or over analyze, I suppose is the right word. Yeah. Get, get the message. <laughs> it was interesting the way you put it, get the message without the message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you shared what your experience is like now. When you have this plan for yourself, how does this? If you want to hear the question that took this client's coaching to the next level, subscribe over at patreon.com forward slash lighthearted leadership. In the coaching that follows that critical question, come see where he ended up. In the full recording, you'll also get access to the assessor feedback, and you'll get what surprised the coach about this coaching. You'll also hear the most important question the coach answers, and you'll get some hard-learned wisdom the easy way. This wisdom is going to take your parenting, leading, managing, and coaching to the next level. If you're struggling to get things done in the time you have, you're going to want to have these for yourself. To subscribe, head on over to patreon.com forward slash lighthearted leadership or click the link in the show notes and join us at the PCC level. It's the PCC coach party level. That's $35 a month. Tell me where to send your goodies because I love to treat my listeners. New coaching recordings are going to drop every 22nd of the month and you will be alerted. Come be part of our community. Thank you for listening. Life is a winding road. No telling where it goes. Driving through days and nights. Won't stop for traffic lights. Searching for